0: The Red Rum Theater 2020 All Media Roundup. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your hosts, Ernesto Alanese, and Antonio Marino. And every month we look at one of the movies that raise us up. Talk about that movie, Raised Us Right and Raised Us Wrong. Today, we're talking about a single movie. We're talking about many, many, many things. We're talking about all the different movies and media and music we've watched this year that have really made the year awesome in media. Now, this year, a year like. Stupid a, ass year. A, a year unlike any other. But you the, know what happens in a year like this? The red rum don't skip a beat. We get better because we watch more stuff. You know, the, I saw a single movie in the theater. That's it. I saw a movie in the theater at the very beginning of the year, right be- right before everything shut down, and things open up for a second, then it closed again in October because of the stinking the uh, spike, whatever it was called. We had a big Michigan pause we had here in Michigan, so I missed. So, we we'll just go. We're gonna start with movies. So, with movies, saw so one. How many movies have you seen in theater this year? One, two. Uh... You saw Bad Boys in the theater. Yes, I did. And that's it, right? I think so. I think I might have been it. Uh, I don't know. I think I might have watched... Uh... January, February. I think I watched The Grudge, the newer Grudge, and it was the worst movie ever. It was bad? It was the worst movie ever. I like the actors in it.
1: That the one the,
0: uh, or Asian guy. Yeah, Kumar, Yeah, he's a good dude. It was the worst movie ever. It was so bad. I can't believe how bad it was. It, dude, that was one of my two movies, and it was the worst movie. You are, I can't believe it. You're pretty um, forgiving horror films, and you're just crushing this one. It was just bad. I was just like, I was watching it, and just the way it was filmed, I was just uncomfortable. I'm just like, the the, the story was like stop and go. It was just, and, and I and I do like brainless horror. Like, don't try to do too much to a shitty story. Dude, we like kill a cluster space. We, we 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 give a hey, lot of hey, grace. Hey hey hey, go easy. <laughs> I'm just saying, we, <laughs> we give a lot. We give a lot of a lot of rope. Dude, that movie is ridiculous, but it's, it's fr- fantastic. I love the brothers, dude. <laughs> it's the Scolari brothers. Oh no, it's the Schilleri brothers. <laughs> All right, they gave him the chair. Tried him for murder. <laughs> but Bad Boys for Life was dope. <laughs> it was dope. I gotta see it. I, I gotta see that one, dude. So we're going to go through, we're going to go uh, round-robin style. Tony will go his fifth movie, and I'll do my fifth movie, go with uh, our number my, one. See, mine are not in particular order. Do you okay. want me to rank them? I can rank them by just looking at them. Rank them. Okay. So do your, your fifth favorite movie of the year. What do you got, bro? <laughs> For my fifth favorite out of this list, I'm going to have to go a movie called Embattled. Now, this is a movie with Steven Dorff, who plays a Conor McGregor type dude. He's a, he's a like a big, like an MMA fighter. Holds two belts just like Conor. Got a young son who's 20 years old, and he's trying to be a fighter. And it's just a, a movie about, you know, fighters and uh, goes into their real life with uh, uh, drugs, alcohol, uh, guys losing their families. Guy was a shitty dad. Him and his son start hanging out. Because his son's a fighter, but he never had that relationship with him, so he doesn't treat him like a son. You know, they're like more like buddies. Yeah. What's, um, what's this on? What's on? Amazon Prime? What is this on? I rented it on iTunes movies. Okay, so it's, it's just a, a rental. It's brand new. It, yeah, I mean, it came new. out very recently. No. But I love movies about fighting. I yes, love MMA.
1: Steven you Dorf said, is a
0: pimp. You said Dorf was incredible in He this was in, He was so good. He's in shape. Like, dude, dude's almost 50. He's just ripped out of his ripped, mind. Looks like a fighter, acts like one. He's like a, like he, when he's drunk or high, he, he plays it like he really got high. But uh, great story, great ending. You, Holy you crap. You told me that ending. And it, 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 I, I sat there in the Amazing car. Amazing. I was heavy with that ending, dude. Imagine wow. watching it. Wow. Crazy. But another one of those movies that's super unrealistic, but it's just entertaining. Great story. Um, landed the Plane, perfect. Awesome. That's my okay. number five. My number five is, is a uh, movie on Netflix called The Willoughbys. Now, this one is... I watch the a lot of cartoons. I watch cartoons to have kids, right? And The Willoughbys was a new release this year, an animated feature. So I turned on Netflix, and it was just the creative energy, the animation style, the story. It was all. a Pixar? It's, not, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know who made this thing. Like, it's nobody's. But it is... Creepy, funny, and at the end they're good. They almost give you that saccharine, sweet learn your lesson ending, and then throws it all out the window. I, I, I I couldn't believe at the very end. They, 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 I thought we were gonna get it, and they just, they just, they just didn't give it to you. And I was like, oh shoot! (laughs) Like, I love it. Um, there's a random like, it's just I just really enjoyed the story, uh, creative. Uh, good voice work. Um, the main characters are really odd and wacky, and my kids love the movie, and I love See, watching it. helps when you can watch it with the family. Oh, always wh- oh, so watch it. We, we we on every Friday we have our we go out and get fast food somewhere. Um, so every every week one get, either me Angie Nestor Lina picks, picks the restaurant. We go get that food, bring it home, sit down, and watch it. We together and Willoughby's was one of the f- our best Friday night movies of the year. Dope. So yeah, Willoughby's on Netflix. What's your number four? All right, my number four is The King of Staten Island. Man, what a movie, Pete dude. Davidson's the main actor. Bill Burr is a show stealer. Show stealer. Who plays his mama? Marissa Tomei's beautiful self. She is greatness. She's so great, and she's so fine. Um, Machine Gun Kelly played a tattoo art- uh, artist, that he wanted to <laughs> apprentice under, and he was hilarious. Buscemi plays this captain of the fire listen, department. Buscemi. those one of his best roles. This movie, like, listen, uh, what's his name? Uh, who did this? The guy Apetale. Apatow. movies are always too long. He, he, he just like, like like he has the characters kind of wander through life, you know. Yeah. He could cut twenty minutes out, but this movie, the characters I love so much, I didn't mind it. Like this I is, loved it. This is forty he got too long in a tooth for me. I was like, oh man. Well, me- that they didn't have a lot of substance. This movie, man, like Funny People was way too long too. Yep. This one. When you see these characters start making, when you see him make, make make a few breakthroughs, and he doesn't like all of a sudden become a new person, he just makes a few steps forward. As yeah, a, and it's great because you think it's going to go one way, and it doesn't. No, like he takes a few healthy steps as a person, and you're like, that's how life is. Yeah, you're not just all of a sudden I'm a new man. Wee. <laughs> it's he makes these small steps towards emotional and relational health, and it's it's moving. It, and this movie is. It's so profoundly personal for uh, Stink and, um, Pete Davidson. He lost his father in 9-11. Yeah. So they helped make this movie about a young guy who loses his dad to a fire. And Pete Davidson plays a guy who... Lo- and that's a this is a very real thing for him. Yeah. And it comes through. Oh, my... There are scenes in this that I couldn't watch. I mean... I almost left the room a couple of times. It was so uncomfortable. But, but he he's incredible in this movie. I paid the 20 bucks to watch it. You know, Me lo- too. And it was... It's up there for me. One of my favorites as well for the year. Definitely for me, awesome. up there as well. Now I'm going. Now I, even though it's my favorite, I, I still want to do five movies so I can give you guys uh, good recommendations to watch for the year. My number four is going to be Bill and Ted Face the Music. Nice, dude. Bill and Ted Face that the Music. That was one of those ones. Where the ending was just so good. Yes. You forget about some of the cheese. Yeah. It, the listen. ending was beautiful, dude. I was a little moved. I was a little moved. I was like, dude. But, listen, this year. There was a lot of suck in 2020. What? And like just peep Facebook, people being jerks to each other. There was so much suck in this year. We could have called it Deep Space Deep Face 2020. Dude. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I was thinking of. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 he gave me a look. I'm like, I'm going to assume we're going this direction. <laughs> um, but man, did this year suck. I don't see it getting much better. But Bill and Ted's the Music was a sweet film. Bill <laughs> and was. Ted, and I- they. Gave it their all as Bill and Ted, bro. They stayed. Listen, seeing two 50 year olds be just like California dudes. Yeah. At first I'm like, what's happening? Then I'm like, okay, I'm in. Like, they're so earnest and sincere. Like, the marriage counseling, dude, was so funny. Listen, the stinking Dave Grohl cameo in that movie. Is so good. I can't even believe it, dude. Those that song, they're just like I'll get teary, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we wrote this. This is incredible. It's a Dave Grohl. Yeah, song. it's a it's song. It's so dude. good, dude. <laughs> dude, um, <laughs> dude. So, uh, Bill, this the music. I, I. It's probably the weakest of the three. I gotta see it a few more times because I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, Bogus, I bogus Journey. Was- love Bogus Journey. Um, I gotta say. Death might have been the best part of death. He was so good. And when they go to his house and it's they see all the things that he did after, they're like, what? Dude, in his house, you see that he misses the days when they were banned. Yep. It's it just a classic story, dude. <laughs> I, I <laughs> He ended up being the most successful out of all of them, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and I love that it. it's the same guy. I, the same actors. Listen, the opening scene of the movie... At the wedding, when their little brother's marrying Mindy, that Missy, Missy, that's the food. I started laughing. Oh my gosh, because both the dads were there. <laughs> Dude, I remember part two. The dad's just sitting there, dude. Yeah. Like all, like looking the disheveled. Bill's dad's just like, oh. <laughs> Ted's <laughs> dad's loving it. Just kiss it out, of That dude, Missy. What what a home bag, but she man, is. dude, she the queen of the home records, dude. He's like, remember why I asked her to prom? Shut up, Ted. <laughs> Shut up, Ted. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best that, that that opening scene. I I was <laughs> laughing. because I'm like. They, brought, they kept it in the family, dude. They, it, it's so good. Who, dude. Was it Sean Austin playing? No, it was the guy uh, from SNL. Ooh. He's on a couple things, but he's from SNL. Okay, he? okay. He does a thing. He does a one character where he's like a baby. He's really funny. Okay. <laughs> he was perfect. You're number three. Number three could be my number two or my number one because it's a better movie than my number one and my number two. But you'll understand when I get to my number yes. one and my number two. Okay, this is an animated movie, um, that Andy from the barbershop told me to watch. Wow! And um, because I'm always hoeing out for Coco in the barbershop, and Zach loves it. Um, Soul with Jamie Fox and Tina Fey and Tina Fey, and if you're a musician, oh my, this will warm your soul, dude. I, I was five minutes in, and I texted Tony say, said, you got to watch Soul tonight. And he, watched that, he watched it that night. You Bro. Like, you're 20, 20 minutes behind me to watch it. I Soul. can't even believe how good that was. And the actors in it. Bro, Mrs. Huxtable plays his mom. Dude. Oh. Like, being a musician, I related to a lot of the stuff with him. And seeing his mom finally just get behind him, Man, the, the story is so bonkers. It's amazing. It's no, you it's, forget that it's it's the most ridiculous story. It's crazy. And Graham Norton was amazing in it. He was so good. I cannot believe how good he was. He was great. Um, and the end, again. I think this is my theme of my. By the way, the drummer was Quest Love, and he was great. He was so good. And listen, I love that they affirmed. They, listen, this film again. This is my theme of my whole *Stinking Night* is the things i was i was attracted to the most were things that brought positivity and light because in the midst of so much sadness i wanted joy and happiness and soul has some soul in it oh my soul, gosh the end affirms life and i i i i love that the affirmation of life that's worth living yeah. it's that it's and it's our life is more than it's more than our dreams it's more than our careers there's so much there. There's relationships and there's value and love that is, it's, there's scenes in Soul that warm me up all the way through, dude. dude. All the way through. When, when, first of all, when the cat tries to cut his hair and jacks it, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. But when they go to the barbershop, that scene is incredible. That scene is number one, if you're a musician, you'd love this movie. But this scene, if you're a barber, you, yes. probably, you get it. Because we're in the when they're in the barbershop cutting it up, dude. All the guys dogging each other. At our barbershop, listen, I uh, people get in and out in 20 minutes is cool. Yeah. You know? But I used to love going in there and hanging out for an hour and a dude, half. Dude, I go in there, yeah, two hour wait, dude. And you're just talking yay. Just all, and, uh, and we're walking in and laughing. New and, people join in and, and leave. And it's great. It's it's I do miss that just you seeing the city in it all its craziness, dude. Yeah. It's great. And uh, the college kids And then people would walk in and be like, look at me and you and be like, man, we heard you from the street. <laughs> <laughs> dude, remember that there was I think it was maybe one time me, you, and Henry were in the one Chicago. time. Oh, that was too much for everybody. Dude, my number three, I'm going back to Netflix. It's Christmas Chronicles part two. Man, do you love Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Listen. And you love Goldie as Mrs. Claus. Christmas Chronicles was two years ago. It was a surprise hit of the Christmas forest. We've watched it literally this year. It was our first Christmas movie of the year, was Christmas Chronicles 1. And then Santa 2 was coming out. And I thought to myself, man, they're, they're milking it for the sequel, right? Yeah. I turn it on, and I'm like, okay. Is he your favorite Santa Claus? Kurt Russell is my favorite Santa Claus. <laughs> he, 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 Kurt Russell. A, that's a bold statement. Dude, he is... He makes this movie. Kurt Russell's Santa Claus steals both films, but in part two, it's a subtle thing. It's not the point of the movie at all. But literally, I was sitting there with you know me and the kids and my wife, and you see him and Goldie. They've been married, man. They're, they've never been married. That's why their relationship's so amazing. What are you talking about? They're, they're like, not married. They're like our aunt and uncle. Did they get a forever and never marry? Yes. That's why it worked. I didn't know that. They never got the law involved. Dude, all they I... they never got married. All I know, they've been together for, what, 30 40. years? 40. I mean, over from Overboard. They were together during Overboard, bro. Which, wow, was Overboard a good movie. What Man, Kuli Han was like legendary butt cheeks in that movie. <laughs> She's been hot. She was the hottest, bro. So... Kate Hudson better be thinking them jeans. So... Literally. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> so, in the movie, they interact sometimes, and just it's and it's not the main point just you see in their interactions in the film they really love each other and it's so sweet and there's years of life together it's not just like a chemistry it's like a it's that like a lifetime we're, we're, we we like each other no. and we know each other and we and yeah. they use their own marital like love as as a backup for the Santa Claus Mrs Claus like thing bah. and it really it was sweet. And uh, Angie like, gave me her hand early in the movie. We held hands the whole movie. It was just a sweet uh, movie. And Kurt, he's the man. He's the man. He's Kurt the Russell's man. the man. He's the man. You should hear Quentin Tarantino on Howard's Turn talking about meeting Goldie and Kurt. Oh, my God. Great dude. story. Kurt Russell is Hollywood uh, stinking royalty. Oh, absolutely. Dude, have you ever seen that movie, that, uh, that Touchback? Henry's favorite movie? No, I've Remember, never he seen. He plays t- the coach. No, I've never seen Great it. Great movie, dude. Dude, Kurt Russell's done so. Hey, never- he was in movies when he was a kid. Dude, he was the coach of the USA hockey team on that movie Miracle. Miracle, and it was amazing. I've never seen Miracle. What? It's good, isn't it? Whoa, dude! Kurt we'll Russell be making you all like hopeful and shit. Okay, <laughs> you're number two, brother. All right, number two. Now, number one and number two flip flopped here. I was oh. gonna go a different way, different direction. Oh, I'm gonna say right now. VFW is my number two. Give us the premise, Tony, in a nutshell. Okay, this movie is... Where, where can you watch it at? Shudder. It's a Shudder original. Shudder original. Shudder is, is a horror streaming app. It's five, like Netflix, 5 bucks a month? $6, $6 $7 a month. Okay. Um, a bunch of old dudes, veterans, hang out at a VFW every day. They just get drunk. Um, and the cast. The cast is a bunch of... Old gangsters, bro. I mean, we were talking about one of these guys earlier. Death from Bill and Ted is in this. William Sadler he's one of the guys. He's, I love him. Um, Stephen Lang, which is the, he's the main, he owns the BMW Hall. He's a bartender. He was in Tombstone. He plays, uh... He was Ike. <laughs> um, he was also in Avatar. He's great in Avatar. I mean, He's, just, he's, just, he's been in a lot of movies. He's, he's in his 70s. Great actor. He disappears in his roles, though. Like yeah. Ike and Avatar aren't the same. It's not even the same guy. Yeah. It's crazy. No way, no way are they the same guy. Um, it's got John Creese, the guy who plays John Creese from Cobra Kai. Yep. He's one of the guys. Um, Fred Williamson used to be a pro football player. He was uh on from Dust Till Dawn. He's yep. the one that was ripping bodies apart. a yep. Black guy with a cigar. Yes. Um, you got David Patrick Kelly, which was um Sully from Commando. He's had a ton of movies. He was the cleaner from John Wick, yep. the guy who comes and cleans all the dead bodies. And then you got George Went from Cheers as one of the veterans. I mean, like, just old dudes hanging out at VFW Hall, and, they're, and they share a parking lot with an old rundown theater that now is inhabited by, inhabited by a bunch of drug addicts and drug and dope dealers. And they intermingle during this, and a lot of people die. And it is just... The old school versus the new school. And it is awesome. And it is gory. It's like Eli Roth gory. Like, it's crazy how gory it is. Were you just laughing the whole time I, and cheering? I, the first 15 minutes, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then I turned it back on, and I was like, okay. I see what they're doing here. By the end of the movie, I'm just like, I was, I was left wanting, dude. I wanted more. That's awesome, man. That's great. 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 My number two. I, I, I'm going to my tried and true, one of my true loves, Tom Hanks, in the film Greyhound bad, yeah. on Apple TV. Now, again, a lot of films didn't come out of the theaters because everything got closed down. Apple TV, a lot of, a lot of uh, streaming services bid for different movies. Apple TV bid for this movie, won it, released it at Apple TV nice. Plus. And Greyhound, it's World War II, it's Hanks. I, the movie ended, and I was like, babe, he's a better Christian than I am. Like, he, he's a good man. He's a good man in, in World War II. You just see, it, it's about the traveling from America's shore to the UK to bring supplies to help UK survive the Battle of Britain. How we were sending just all kinds of transports, but the U-boats out in the Atlantic were just shooting stuff down. So They'd send like one or two military boats to escort the entire convoy. Dang. And the movie, it's, it's just one trip. It's only three days. The movie's a three-day trip. For, like There's a... There's a spot, like, between the coast where when you leave America, there's planes above you. When you close to the United Kingdom, there's planes above you. But there's a spot in between the planes can't get you because of fuel, and that's where the U-boats are just circling, eating up boats, dude. Dang. And it is a, like, the German U-boats are scary things, dude. Those torpedoes coming up at you, and Hanks plays a soldier. And, dude, there's a little bit of uh, what's her name? Karate Kid's First uh, Love, um... Elizabeth Shue? Elizabeth shoes in it as Tom Hanks' really? girl. Man, it is, it is, like the movie, you get a little bit of getting meet Tom Hanks, then you get into, under the boat in the water, and you're in, a, you're in a run. That movie's 90 minutes of pure pedal-to-the-metal World War II action. And I can watch this for free. If you have OTV, it's free, yes. You know what I do. You're the man. It, it, I, Hanks, the guy, he's missed like three balls in 30 years. Which ones? Oh, Angel yeah. and Demons, Da Vinci Code, and Inferno. <laughs> what's Inferno? Uh, part three of that. Why did he do that? Because Ron Howard gave him some bunch of money. He's got all the money. He gave him more. Jeez. Gave his daughter. Hey. <laughs> um, that's my number two. What's your, what's your number one, all brother? Right. My number one is a shutter original that you can watch on Amazon now because it did so good. Really? This movie got a hundred percent. On Rotten Tomato, This movie got moved from Shutter to Amazon Prime. A hundred percent on Rotten Tomato. How is that possible? One hundred percent. What is this movie? It is one hour long. It it's is... 60 minutes. It is. This is why it's so good. A Zoom meeting is an hour. This is one Zoom meeting. And it's friends that are in the middle of the pandemic... They're trying to think of something cool to do. So one of the friends says, listen, all we ever do is get drunk and talk trash. Let's do something different. So I had an idea. Uh, uh, She says, says, I got a friend joining us. uh, We're going to do a seance. On the Zoom? And we're going to bring a spirit to the Zoom. So all of them are on their screens and they do a seance and one of them is a little snotty biatch who is not into it. So she starts playing with the psychic. And the whole point is they're, they're bringing a spirit. She makes up this whole story because weird stuff starts happening in some of the boxes and they're trying to figure out what it is. And the one girl says, I know what it is. And she starts, like, crying. And the, the, you know, the, young, the friend is like, and now all the friends think she's being serious. She makes up this whole story about a friend that she had that stuck out for her when they were in elementary school. And that kid ended up getting picked on and ended up hanging himself. And she said, and I think it's, that, I think it's him. Well, something happens on the psychic's end and she gets disconnected. So then all the friends start going to sympathize to her and she starts cracking up. They're like, what? What is so funny? She said, I just made that whole thing up. I just can't, because nothing nothing was happening so I just made the whole thing up. They get the psychic lady back. Now a bunch of crazy shit starts happening. She says, listen, my friend's got to tell you something. So the friend says, oh, listen, I made that whole thing up. And then the psychic lady says, that's not good. She's like, what do you mean that's not good? She says, well, we opened a door. So when you made that whole thing up, there's now a demon here with us that took on a form that you made up. And so there's a demon stalking them all now that is a, a young boy that's hung himself, but it's a demon. And it's an hour of them dealing with this in each one of their houses unreal how scary it is i'm scared it's one hour long you just told me the premise and i'm scared (laughs) in my basement right now one hour long of oh my gosh i paused it twice (laughs) i I paused it twice bro because i watched it by myself because we're in the middle of a pandemic i'm telling you if you like scary movies and you can't handle long ones 60 minutes 60 minutes of brutality (laughs) <laughs> it is, like, so scary, and it's so low budget, but it's made so perfect. I love it. <coughs> That's my number one, baby. My number one movie of the year is the only movie I saw in the theater. It's the lowest grossing Pixar film of all time. It's called Onward. It released a week and a half before the pandemic started, so It only had, like, two, had one weekend to make money, and then everything just crashed. So it made no money. They put it out early for Disney+, Plus because everyone was out of school. But we saw it in the theater. It's you when know, it combines. It combines things I love. It combines first of all, it combines fantasy, Lord of the Rings, and you know Harry Potter. Just that fantastic, like, never-ending story, like fantasy stuff. It combines fantasy world, which I love fantasy stories, and it also combines the reality of brotherhood. And at the end, it also it also has in it never knowing your father in it, like that idea too. So it has all these ideas floating around. So I'm like, okay, I think it's what's going to happen at the end. I know how these stories go, you know, daddy issues, whatever. There's a turn at the end of this movie I have never seen in a film in my life. Onward, it's called? Onward. I need to watch this. Listen, I, in the theater, I, start, I, I, it, I was so surprised. Remember in Crash, when the world, instead of being awful, is beautiful? Yeah. And a surprise, and like you cry. Yes. It's just, just like it's a good surprise. to cry. This hit me like that hit me, and in theater I just started crying. And it, it's a beautiful story. Every time I watch, it, I think about how much I love you as my brother, you know, and just you know, I just love my our family, and I'm just so grateful that we had each other growing up, you know. Um, it is a a great film, funny. Great jokes. If you like fantasy, a lot of Lord of the Rings, small little jokes, dude. It's just a really good story. It's on Disney Plus right now, streaming. You for got to free. see the theater. That's cool. I saw in the theater with the kid. And Nesto, he always he was always wears now he wears white wife beaters and he wears like flannels. It's from that. Really? I didn't know where it came from. And then as he was looking it's like he dresses like that character from the movie. Now that's awesome. And he looks great. He looks cool. My little sudden look. He's good. Good tal- or good taste. So now we move to. We'll go to albums, and let's do the top three, not top five. Okay. Okay, so top three albums of the year. Now, again, a lot of bands put out, like, like Taylor Swift put out two albums this year. That was crazy, because she stinking was in... Who uh, did? Taylor Swift put out two albums. Boo Radley. I'm just saying, people put out music because they're at home dealing with stuff. But I'll start this time. My number three album of the... Now, I'm going by album I listen to the most. My number one album I listen to the most this year... Was Bruce Springsteen's live series "Songs of Summer." Now, this is not a new release. This is just like songs from different countries he's done across his career, put into a, a summer. But it mix. came out this year. Came out this year, and man, whenever I was outside mowing the lawn, whenever I was working on the cars, when I was organizing the garage, when I was outside, this was always on the radio because it was a. Su- it, it really was songs of summer. It really, it felt like driving with the windows down, being young, loving life. For me, this was a joyous album. I, Bruce speaking live. I love his music. That's your boy, dude. This, He's been your boy. But this this cut, like he he did, they released three of these live albums, right? Do you have any Bruce vinyl? I don't. What's wrong with you? I just don't have. So they released three of the, lives, the live cuts. The other two, like okay, but this one is the one for me that really they understood. Like this is a summer album, and there's not many great summer albums. You got some Beach Boy albums. That Weezer cover album was a summer album. That is a great summer album. That's <laughs> so good. Dude, listen. In the summer, I'll put it on and let it go straight through two or three times, dude. Yeah. I love it. We, we'll have on your deck, dude. dude it's, it's a great summer so album. Um, but this was my album of the summer, man. So what do you got for number three? All right. My third. Oh, so my third favorite? Yeah. My third favorite is the, um, which ones am I going to pick? One, two, three, man. Okay. I'm picking this one. Third favorite is going to be the new, the new Smashing Pumpkins. It's called C Y R. Twenty songs. That's a ditto. It sounds like an eighty synth band got Billy Corgan to sing for them. Man. Like it, it is so different and so good, and it is just—it's smashing punk was reimagined. It's original. It's so good. It's still them, but it's—it's it's a new. Um, New Avenue, and how, I love it. How has the how the, the, the fans embraced the album? Do you know everybody I've talked to has? It's oh, awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I can't listen. I'm gonna when I get off this podcast, I'm gonna go ahead and download uh, this. I listen to it this week, dude. I can't wait to listen hear it. Dude. It's so I, I can't believe how good it is. You dig it the most, dude? You like it, you like the '80s? I love '80s synth. Yeah, you man, dig it, you dig it? A lot of synth, a lot of program stuff. It's really good. Well, my number I, I love it. My number two is a '90s album. This is a new new band, but they have they. they I listened to it and she's like, Is this some kind of band? Is this a 90s band? I'm like, No, but this is a brand new album. So I got a guy, my, one of my man crushes in the world is a guy named Andrew Peterson. He's a musician. It's your boy, dude. His kids all grew up and started making music, okay? So one of the kids is a, is a mixer, one's a producer, and three play music instruments. So the, they all got together and the three that play, like they, for some reason, they love 90s music. So they made it's the best music. So they made <sighs> this album. It's called N A M O. You know, told us about it. Our boy from uh, Riverside Tabernacle. Derek? Derek said this album. Like, he's like, you look at Andrew Peterson, right? Like, yeah, yes. Like his kids put this album out. Listen to it. Dude, I think Derek could put on an album, and it would be my favorite album of the year. That's how good Derek is. Derek is great. I, dude, Derek, we miss you, bro. Love you, Derek. I haven't seen you all. St- I haven't seen you like months, man, because of the pandemic, and because everything's closed. But, dude. And I because put- you told me the scariest dream I've ever heard in my life.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 so I put the album on. I told me to listen to it. I put it on. And my kids know all the words, all the songs. It's there's some really? catchy, some catchy songs, dude. There's a song called "Candy Coated Pop." Oh, it's a good song, dude. He's oh, making me want Big Red, bro. Oh, dude, it is a it, listen. It's '90s. It is a fun '90s. ish album, brand new this year. I dug it the most, dude. You're, no, you're number, you're number two. All right, my number two. Now this is hard. Because three bands tied. Because because you're, you're a dick and we're only doing 3 <clears> Roger, <throat> right over our time. I understand, dude. Okay. Listen, that's why it's hard right now. I got to do it on the fly. So my number three. Number is, two. My number two is going to go to none other than the Casket Lottery. One of my favorite bands from the late 90s, early 2000s. I've never heard of these guys. Incredible. They're so good. You ever seen them live? No. Oh. They're, they're not. They're an indie band, bro. They're not. Oh, they're, they're not big guys. No. Okay. Uh, they put out a brand new album, November. It's called Short Songs for End Times, and it is so good. That's a great title of an album. The, the, his voice hasn't lost a step. I mean, one of my favorite albums came out in 2000 called Survival is for Cowards, and it's by them. This album literally... Sounds like a kid that came out two years later. That's how good the vocals. Wow! Are. And he hits high notes, just that's killing my number, it. That's my number two. If you've never heard Lottery, put them on. Any album is awesome. What? What? what what's give me a what's the genre? What, Have you ever heard Jimmy World Static Prevails? Yes, It sounds like that. Nice. Like it's like old. It sounds like old indie Jimmy World before they got polished up. Okay. Okay. Um, my number one of the year uh, is surprisingly a Christian album. Boo! <laughs> Listen, I, I asked my boy, Andrew Osenga. I, I, I was texting him one day, and I said, dude, any good albums out? I, I, I had nothing for the year. Like, this is a few, like, six months ago, I'm like, I want to hear something good. I don't know what's good out there. I'm like, anything good? He goes, dude, this band called Mission House has an album called I Heard a Song. So it's like a nine-song EP. I put it on, and it's... <sighs> I know that Christian music is pretty formulaic, you know, pretty formulaic. It's I just don't it's just know what pop. The hell, that means it's just pop music, and they just copy the radio. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It's as bad as Britney Spears a lot of the time. Oh yeah. You know it's just it's just oh it's it's, it's all a money grab now. It's it's it's, it's, it's just get a clever get, get a nice little hook, put a clever little line in there, and just make your money. That's what happened to country. Country is a... Used to be awesome. Dude, now it's whack. Country whack, and delicious. Christian are both a debacle. And they're in the same boat because a lot of it sounds the same. They're, well, they're both in Nashville, the same producers. Yeah, true that. They're all trying to just get that single. That's all they want. Mm-hmm. This album, I, I love this. It's a guy and girl singer. They both got great vocals going on. I love the mix. And the songs. I, I found them to be very like... I think it's because I was... Uh, I was... I was studying something. It was studying this. Um, it's a nice pen. Dang! Um, I was reading about this girl, named Hagar, in the Bible, and she's like, just you think she's a thrown away girl, but like she ends up giving God a name that the Hebrews take and use forever. Um, the God who oh. sees me, and they have a song called "The God Who Sees Me," and that song. What's what's the name? God. Uh, the name of the album is No. I no, no. The um. That's all. That's it. That's there's not like a Hebrew name for it. It's um, just the God who sees me. Does it? I don't know the Hebrew name of it, but there's a Hebrew name for that word. Um, but man, that song and the album, I, I, it just got me, dude. It got me uh, when I was in, in Chicago. I hung up with some Africans, and we listened to this song. we were driving around, and we all were jamming because his favorite were they, uh, were they booty scratchers? <laughs> they're from Djibouti. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the African guy, he goes, We're talking. We're, we're just being. Listen, we're at we're at, we're at a, a Wheaton College, and we're all like studying. Be passions We're all like nerds, and so I'm like, dude, what's your favorite Bible character, yo? And he goes Hagar. I'm like Hagar. He says she says the God who sees me and I was alone as an orphan in Rwanda after my father was killed in the Rwanda genocide. Yeah. And he's like and I was alone and this woman would give me scraps from a grocery store every time she see me on the road. Up until this point in your life, you thought you had a bad childhood. <laughs> exactly. And he goes he goes and one day she says to come home with her. And he me to a church. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brings her, and he goes to the church with his family, and someone in the church adopts him. And he goes, When I was an orphan, the, God saw me. He's like, God saw Hagar. And I'm like, listen, I got a song about that, so you can put it on. And we, we, he loved he was like crying, it was crazy. Dang! Because that, that was his verse and this song. It's so a oh this is like gosh. a personal so- album for us. And even Lee knows all the words of every song do we listen to it on the way to school and jam out to it. Jeez. It's a it's a good jam. But does if you're not a Christian, you're gonna hate the album. But if you like, if you like Jesus stuff, <laughs> it's a good Jesus album. Um, you gotta be a Christian to be to feel good. Um But uh, what's your number one? What's your number one album? number one, no surprise at all. Who's my favorite band? The Deftones. Of course. They got an album called Ohms. came out. Best album to hit the radio, to hit any market, to hit Spotify. Ohms is so good. I can't believe Merlin got it on wax. This fool was spinning it the other day. Oh, was it awesome? It's one of the best albums I've ever heard. It's definitely top top two, top three that they've ever done, and that's no! huge. It's like White Pony Good, dude. Like, How many times have you seen the, the Deftones in your six. life? Six. I've seen them six times. What's the album you've seen the most? What have what, what, what you seen the most in your life? Um, Deftones six is a lot, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's either uh, either Incubus or Weezer was the most. Wow. I think I've seen them both eight. And um, two only once, but it was awesome. Tool takes probably... <laughs> like, the, I don't know. I've seen Deftones open for System of the Down, bro. That was... With System of the Down crazy? What? It was that crazy? I saw System Incubus, Mr. Bungle, State Theater, 98. That was crazy. Dude. I've seen Deftones on some shows. Like, they're... They're always good to me, but sometimes they sound better than the other times. Listen, I, I, I've seen... Some bands I love more than once. And sometimes they come in, they, kind of get, they phone it in. But sometimes they're on fire yeah. and they burn the world down. I've seen the Crows probably six times. I've seen them be bad really? three times. And I've seen them kill the world three times. You saw them with uh, Collective Soul, right? Yes. Who else did you see them with? Yeah, that's Angie. She, she's better. With- I think. What, no, what, what show was it when you went to go see two awesome 90s bands and one of them completely stole the show? Was it Maroon 5? No, it wasn't Maroon 5. It was yeah. like... I think it was Counting Crows and somebody else. I can't remember. Two, uh, Maybe it was Collective Soul Counting Crows. One of them, you told me, because one of the bands I love, and you were like, they stole the show. Okay. That was one of the times Said Crows kind of were just do, doing like long jams on songs and you couldn't really sing to them. It was live. Yes. You saw live in Counting Crows. And you said live killed it. Live was on fire yeah. that night. That yeah, I saw live. It was like the best '90s show I've ever seen. It was Bush, and it was the twentieth uh, anniversary of Sixteen Stones. They just did the whole album. It was live, twentieth anniversary, throwing copper. Oh my god! And it was, and the opener was Our Lady Peace, <laughs> and it was like listen the whole night. I would. I would love to see Our Lady Peace. What? what is I did? That was that night that I you you had got the tickets for me and Drew and we were in the handicap section. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. looking around. I'm like, I mean, there's no chairs set up because everybody else had a wheelchair and they had a designated paint spot. <laughs> <laughs> me and Drew were sitting there, all able and shit. <laughs> That's when that poor guy's head looked like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> I told Drew, I go, man, should this guy really be drinking that much beer? And he looks at me and goes, wouldn't you? And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. That show was awesome. Me and Drew had a blast. I got some tickets that was out of control. I'm like, these sheets look bigger than these sheets. You're like, they're like right next to the, this other section, but they're like $20 cheaper. I'm like, bed <laughs> you didn't read it was the handicap spot. Okay, now lastly we <laughs> end with our favorite teachers of the year. So Tony start us off. Let's do a top. You want to do all five? No, Let's three do top three. Three. top three. Top three. three. Let's do it. All right, my number three is gonna be the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan one. It was it was awesome. Listen, I, got, I I turned it off because what I started watching it when he do- they dogged the Pistons, man. You know why? Because the Pistons gave them hell, bro. But I'm saying, they dug them so bad, the show made them look like they were the bad guys. And I'm like, man, they were the bad boys. I know, but we're not... Why, where do you think the t-shirt Detroit versus Everybody comes from? Listen, I did, real. I did not know everyone hated us. I, I grew up here... Because we're Detroiters. Right. I just didn't like us being categorized. We helped make Jordan a better player. Oh, for sure. We he taught him how to play physical, how to get mean. He after we beat the crap out of him, he went and gained like thirty pounds of muscle yeah. during the next season and became the NG everyone knows and loves. Yeah. We did that, yes. and so I stopped watching. It and I heard it's a great documentary. It's incredible. dude. I'm, I'm gonna finish. It. I'm gonna. He is so passionate about basketball. He literally the only time he really starts crying wasn't when his dad died. It was when he was uh, pissed about somebody's. Uh, a practice they had about guys <laughs> playing about how they were playing. I'm like, dang, dude, this what cut a ball. We're going to play. It, it was captivating, dude. The whole Tony Kukos thing. I mean, it was captivating. I'm going to watch. I, 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 that's, that's, Bro, he won six championships, dude. three, three, two, three peats. Yes. That's crazy. That's, Cause I, my first year in Chicago was the, the year after they won the, th- the th- third, second three peat, And, uh, the Bulls fell apart when he left. When he left, the team just fell. I, I don't even know if Jackson stayed when he when he left. Is he, he still went there? To LA. I mean, it, the team fell apart completely yeah. after Jordan left. And I go there and the, the the Bulls suck. And I would wear my Pistons gear around town. Dude, I would have like cabbies, like like foreign cabbies, give me the business. Like, did give me the finger, dude? F I U. <laughs> Smith Easter's yelling at me, dude. It was crazy, dude. Love um, it. Okay, so my number three is HBO Max series called Perry Mason. Now, this show—oh, you told me about this. This show has uh, like the opening scene. Like, op- like Perry Mason's first case is he's following this like comedian around. who's a really big dude, and the big dude is like sleeping with a girl, another another actress, and he want the the studio wants evidence so they could use it gets him to hold him, make a bad contract. So there it it is there's nudity in this show. There's nudity, there's yeah language. Boy. Like that the big dude chasing down the street and he's buck naked. Like big old big old dong flapping. dude just just I mean just it's I was like dang like <laughs> like <laughs> must be a hundred degrees <laughs> <laughs> but uh so there's nudity and language but listen this is Perry Mason before the Perry Mason we knew. Because Perry Mason I guess he was in like like comic strips back in the 30s and the, the, we did the Perry Mason for the 60s, 70s, the TV show where he'd always uh, surprise witnesses, you know, he's uh, he a bigger guy and he did a show then they do specials on TV after that. So I always knew the Perry Mason for TV, but this, it, it was hard for me to watch because there's a, a weird like sub point in the background of this California megachurch, like a church, and it's all weird. And I'm like, how is this a part of the, the major murder? Because there's a murder that's nasty. And there are twists and turns. And the main character is Sean Murray. And I, I just. Oh, really? Totally. Just, I'm like, Murray, will you let this weekend you're drunk? He goes, More than you know, dude. I was like, Dang! Because Murray's been sober for all that time, you know. Um, but, uh, and nobody likes a quitter, Murray. <laughs> you're so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but Perry Macy, HBO Max, good show. A good show. All right, I'll give it a chance. Go ahead. I like to see big flappy dongs. <laughs> <laughs> my number two, Shudder original, cursed films. It's a really? five five episode series about crazy things that happen on sets of movies, a <gasps> la Exorcist, no! a la Poltergeist. And the, one of my favorite episodes was how Brandon Lee died on The Crow. That episode. This was a series. Yes, I thought not know. That was a series. Shudder. Yeah. I gotta get Shutter when he's. Ex- I, they I, did one on the Omen, bro. I haven't seen the seeking, um the Creep Show new s- series. Incredible holiday special. Incredible. There's a cartoon uh, two episode. It's it incredible. I love it. Um, but yeah, Curse Films great. You get your money's worth of Shutter, don't you? What you watch everything new they put out. Everything. Dude, Curse sounds like a great TV hey, show. You'd love it. It's so good. There was a special on the Twilight Zone when the when that dude and them two oh, kids died. Oh crazy dude real i real good i would love it okay my number 2 is ted lasso for apple tv plus ted lasso stars jason Sudeikis and remember that, that movie we liked the, the best girl movie with the guys dressed up like girls uncle drew that movie is amazing it's so funny now uncle drew, i can't believe they didn't dress up like girls they dressed up like old oh people. yeah sorry yeah, i forgot yeah. i can't believe how good that was it's, it's so good. I can watch it right now and laugh no, the whole time. I can't believe, bl- did you, ch- oh no, is it too much for the kids? Almost not. I'm, 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 <laughs> the, the preacher Hey, it just la- shows Shaq's booty. <laughs> dude, the preacher made me laugh so Ah, <laughs> <laughs> The black man <laughs> <laughs> baptizing, it's Chris Webber, bro. Dude, it's so funny, dude. <laughs> he's telling me to can baptize if so he wants to go with them, dude. It's, it's crazy, <laughs> dude. Um, so, that Uncle Drew was based on an ESPN skit from years before. They made a movie out of the skit. Ted Lasso the same way. Ted Lasso was when like NBC got they 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 won the rights to show the World Cup and no Americans cared, you know, because yeah. the World Cup's soccer. So they made up this this unless story. You, you're John Hubbard, nobody cares. They made a story so about second, this uh, football coach named Ted Lasso who became the coach of a soccer team. Like a, and how his football coach had known no, none of the rules and came to coach a soccer team. And he was trying to, it was him trying to do like the commercials with Ted Lasso trying to do like. Was it Sadakis? It was Sadakis. Him nice. trying to do the like the emceeing and he just didn't know anything of the game. So he sounded, he's stupid. So they make a show about it. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a, like the office. It's going to be awkward humor. Yeah. It's going to, you know, it's going to be one of those shows where the guy doesn't have a clue and it's stupid. I heard he was great. Listen, Ted Lasso is a good person. Like he's, he comes to the UK to coach soccer team. The team's a mess. And it's the story of uh, Major League. She, she wins the team in a divorce. She wants to dump, destroy the team to make her ex- ex-husband feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Dang. So she hires him to ruin the team. But he comes with a heart of gold. And I thought they were going to play him for a fool. Play him like he's stupid. But what happens is he's not an idiot. He's just a good man. And being a good man eventually warms even cold hearts yeah. and you watch him win people and you watch his kindness change this whole community dude it got me in the feels dude uh, how many episodes uh seven eight sudeikis is hilarious is one and done uh, the season i don't know if there's any more seasons because the, 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 I mean, they could but i'm like how could you go further with the story because the season you know what i'm saying like but i really liked ted lasso I think, is, is my number one your number one? Or are you going to do a different one? I'll do a different one. But, um, yes. Stephen King's The Outsider. Boom, One baby. of the best shows I've ever seen. I can't HBO believe. HBO Max. HBO Max. I cannot believe how addicting this is. Listen, 10 episodes. I didn't want to get involved because I can't handle the stress no. and scariness of a Stephen King film. You can't handle it. But you told me, give it a chance. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. I turned on the first episode. And I sucked was Sucked you right in Dude listen I, Sometimes I'd watch it on my phone Because I was so scared I'd watch it on a small screen To the big screen you a wuss I'm a wuss But dude There was episodes I would just It would end and I'd sit back in my chair I'm like Holy crap What a show And I was scared at the end He was going a Stephen King ending I thought was gonna, he was gonna I was terrified That he was gonna pull a Stephen King And cra- just just have a terrible ending I was like, satisfied Where's the spider Dude I was I was Yeah it was great It I, was great well, acting wise, great actors, oh great characters, great writing. You think this gives you power over me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved it. Thank you for you telling me to watch it. Uh, thank you, Zach, our barber. He's the one who told dude. me. I would have never even heard about it if you didn't tell me about it. It's a ten episode miniseries, so there's, there's no, it's a one and done series. Yeah. and I love that. I love. I it. want a prequel, dude. I want to know about this guy. I want more of Robin. Yes, if you could follow her on her childhood, dude. I want to follow her, looking for more. I outsiders. loved her, man. Yeah, Whoa. I'm into it. He says, "How did you? Know, how did you believe in me so fast?" <laughs> dude. dude, she's so awesome. I love how everybody thought she was nuts, bro. And she's got it, dude. I love the guy, man. Love interest, <sighs> man, dude. It- it, the movie's the show is it's so, so you fall in love with these characters. Great characters. I mean, I fell in love with the PI, with the DA, uh-huh. their, or with the with the defense Boy, attorney. Yeah. Man, there were some great. Even the small, some of the cops, like, like there's stuff in that show, dude. Man, I want to. It is. I'm sad. I watched without Angie. I wish I would, she watched with me because I talked to is her. She about handling? it. Because the thing is, the show is not super. It, it's just tense versus gross. I think she could have handled it, but I, I got in without her. Yeah. But that's a good one. Now, my number one, if if I had outside her on my list, it'd be number two. Because my number one of the year is the Mandalorian, season two. Oh, yeah, you are Mandalorian. Listen, Star Wars, the new trilogy, broke my heart. Okay. They were all right, but they weren't great. They just weren't great. And like The Force Awakens, Prime the Pump, The Last Jedi, though. Technically a good a, a, a well-made movie, it's not a good middle piece of a trilogy. Cause the director, Ryan Johnson, essentially resolves all the plot lines of the first movie, which I supposed to do as it's like part two. You're supposed to like like go deeper and then part three resolves the story. So part three, they have no villain. They don't know what to do. So they have to like bring back Palpatine. It just movie broke my heart. I was literally just like after the initial the, the prequel trilogy. I cannot believe the nerdiness. Okay. The, <laughs> the prequel trilogy years ago. You're like, okay. I was out of I was out on Star Wars and the Clone Wars brought me back to Loving Star Wars, the cartoon series. I'm like, okay, I like Star Wars. I heard great things about the I Clone Wars. loved it. So then I watched the sequel trilogy. Again, I'm out. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm done with this. Oh, what well, well, uh, episode one, two, and three? Episode one two and three initially. delicious? Clone Wars brought me back from those. And then, out of 7, 8, 9, I watched Mandalorian Season 1. Brought me back. But Season 2, I would say even better. They bring, they bring in some uh, Clone Wars characters. My daughter saw one of her favorite characters from Clone Wars. this Lady Jedi. And when she showed up, Lena was... She was so happy to see this character she loved. And she was played by Rosario Dawson, Ooh. who killed it! And what man... What a beauty. Dude, she... played. Listen, Baby Yoda, Baby Grogu, the Mandalorian's awesome. Bill Burr has a, a, a great, stinking episode in this. Bill nice. Burr was in season one and season two, and Bill Burr season, in season two has a scene that... Bill Burr was, was a stinking uh, stormtrooper, basically, and before, they, before, it all, uh, before it all fell down. And he's like a bounty hunter guy, and they stick into a, a stinking imperial thing, and his old commanding officer is there in the place. And he was a nobody, so the guy wouldn't know him because he's just a trooper. But they, there was a, a battle, I guess, where thousands of troopers, tro- troopers were lost just ordered to, to, to throw themselves into combat and die. And the the, the the heads got out of there and let everyone die, and he was in that battle. Lost a lot of friends. So they have a sit down and talk, and they eat. like They're sitting down and have a drink together. And it is... That's awesome. There's this tense conversation. The acting, Bill Burr, like you see Bill Burr trying to hold together because he's trying to get this mission done. But he hates this guy. And the guy, he believes what he believes and doesn't care. He like this guy lost so much. And the the, the CEO doesn't give a rip. The penny officer is just like, this is what war is. Cool. Like you're a pawn and I'm a king. And this is the way it goes like and you see it building intention. And that scene goes off the rails, Burr loses his mind, and it is awesome. Is he awesome? He dude like He got emails after that episode saying, vets saying, This is how PTSD feels, that bubbling rage. And he, he, you see it, and I'm literally like, Don't do it. It it just builds to a place. It is awesome, dude. But, and then the season ended with one of the greatest cameos of my life. Like, literally, me and Lena walking around the room screaming to put down. It was great family TV. And I am, I am a firm believer. I love. The week release versus releasing the whole season. Because you just binge it all. I, dude, if I would have had the week release, I'd still be watching Cobra Kai. Exactly. If they, if they release it once a week, it, it gives you time to kind of like like be, be excited for it. Well, yeah. It gives you time to digest, dude. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch Cobra Kai season three again. Because you ate, you ate it all in one day. Too much in one day, dude. It was, it was delicious. <laughs> yeah. So. Those are our shows for the year. Our shows, our movies, our music. It was a horrible year, but we still got something out of it. Yeah, there was good stuff to watch, good stuff to listen to. If you had stuff you listened to or watched, that was good. And there's shows we missed. Listen, Mank came out end of the year. I just, I had not finished The Sound of Metal. It, I turned it off because I love my brother so much. It reminded me of you too much, Tony. Like you loving your drums, being so talented can, and gifted. I can't imagine... I Seeing is starting to lose his hearing and trying to—he doesn't want to admit it's happening. I'm like, I can't watch this, dude. I can't watch it. I mean, it's well done. I'm sure I hear great. Yeah, I hear it's amazing. Like they're basically traveling to different like machi- machine, machine, uh, machine shops across America, so it's cool. Like it's like little tiny metal bars yeah, all over which the place. Is my favorite thing it's, ever. I'm telling you, you would love the first two, ten minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. You support the show at patreon.com slash Give a dollar a month of the show go, man. Help us help the podcast go. Give us a buck, you cheap bastards. Uh, you can go redrum.threadless.com to buy t-shirts, mugs, uh, sweaters. You can find our Dang Gina design. our raised my movies design, our Red Rum classic. Um, so, listen to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcast Store, the Spotify Podcast Store, the Amazon Podcast Store. Let like the show leave a review. You can follow the show on Facebook.com, uh, Facebook at Facebook.com. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next month. No, this month. This month. We'll see you in a few weeks at the Red Room Theater.